Welcome to MLB Extras, the Los Angeles Angels edition. Hello, everyone. I'm Allison Footer, and I'm here with Rhett Bullinger. And Rhett, we are talking right now as arbitration, the arbitration deadline has passed. Um, and it is safe to say, even though it's not official, but the most, if not all, of the arbitration eligible players that play for the Angels will come to some kind of an agreement so they don't have to go to a hearing. Um, based on the history of the Angels, that sounds right in line with what they normally do, right? Exactly. With the Angels, they haven't had a hearing since 2011 uh, with Jared Weaver. Uh, the Angels did win, win that hearing. Um, as of right now, they're kind of the rotation guys like Skaggs and Haney. Uh, they signed them to one-year deals. Same with Tropiano as well. J.C. Ramirez is coming off the Tommy John. Uh, they're still waiting on uh, Pedrosian and Hansel Robles. Uh, probably get done later this afternoon here on on Friday. Um, just because, yeah, not, you know, nobody really likes to go to arbitration hearings. Although nowadays, they're starting to do a little bit more of that kind of file and trial thing where if you don't get done by the deadline today on Friday, you're pretty much just going to go to trial. There's no more negotiating after this point. So um, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, there's always a chance that one of those guys doesn't get signed today and we'll see them in a, you know, in a trial there in February for arbitration. But I think the players and, and, and it's everyone's best interest to try to get it done today just because nobody wants to go to the hearing because it's a lot of work to get the, you know, the attorneys involved and all the, just the background stuff. And the player himself has to be there and has to hear why the team thinks, they're worth this figure, not that figure. And it's just kind of a, a, it can be kind of a tough situation. So I think most teams and players and agents would rather get everything done today if they can. Yeah, I was reading an uh, interesting couple of columns written, um, Craig Calcaterra, Jeff Passan, kind of delving into why there seems to be more um, arbitration hearings these days than in the old days. I mean, it was really something that every team tried their best to avoid. Sometimes a team would go a decade without without going to a hearing. Um, and the philosophy is kind of that the, the teams can sort of stronghold the players a little bit and that it's, it's a lot more costly, time consuming, a lot more manpower, uh, just a lot more stress on the side of the player and his agent and his representation to put together the arguments to go into a, a hearing. Whereas, you know, on the team side, you know, they have people that they hire and they're kind of like, here you go, leave us alone and we'll see you. We'll see you at the hearing. And, you know, you give us all the information that we need. So I Kind of, um, you know, I, I mean, I think yesterday I was even saying that, you know, you can't really bully players, but it sounds like the teams may have an upper hand in this. And that's why we see this a little bit more. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, it's very true. I do think the teams have the upper hand, like you said, I think just because they have more resources too, right? They have the ability to go to these trials and they've been through a lot of them before in general. And they they, they, know they have a bigger staff. They have more resources, you know, especially if a player has a small agency, Obviously, if you have, you know, Boris, it might help you, but he's a pretty big staff there to help out. But in general, if they smaller smaller agencies, it's hard for uh, to get enough information. And you know, these, these panels you go to in arbitration, uh, a lot of the people on the panels, the arbiters aren't really uh, well-versed in baseball, like, you know, analytics. A lot of it's kind of baseball, a lot of common things, RBIs and home runs and, and saves or holds for pitchers, wins, ERA, things like that. So, um, yeah, a lot of work, though, on, on the agent side for sure. So I think in some ways, agents and the players would rather – maybe take a little bit less than they were expecting or really wanted just because, like I said, just the, the fact that they can avoid the arbitration this way. And also it makes the agents and the players, you know, the agent work a little bit earlier in the off season to get this done now because yeah, almost all teams now are treating today like a hard deadline. Whereas in recent years, only maybe five teams did that. I remember even the twins, the team I covered, uh, you know, they didn't go to a hearing for almost a decade. And then sure enough, last year uh, they went to a hearing with, with Kyle Gibson and of course the team won. So um, I think this year too, we'll see more hearings. I mean, I think last year, I think we read the same thing that it was the most hearings and, and I think it was decades, just this last, 
that season. I have a funny feeling this offseason we'll see a lot of it too, but I think the agents are starting to realize the process that are, uh, is kind of going on right now. And I think they probably will know that they avoid the arbitration if they can. It's going to be a lot of working with the teams and, and, and kind of figuring out those numbers uh, ahead of time and ahead of this deadline on Friday instead of waiting uh, deeper into the offseason. Yeah, I think it's kind of also an indication of, um, you know, the relationship between the union and the players and the teams. I think it's eroded over time, sadly. And I just don't think that anybody really cares as much as they used to about, um, you know, kind of making peace and keeping uh, goodwill on both sides. <laughs> um, I just don't think that that's a priority anymore, which is kind of sad. But Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is true. Um Okay, so you uh, recently posted an inbox on the Angels website answering lots and lots of questions, which is uh, which is an indication that there's a lot of interesting things going on with the Angels and also that spring training is coming up. And, of course, uh, pitching is always the question for every team, maybe a little bit more for the Angels. But uh, Brian Sherwood wanted to know, will the Angels look to do anything to address their bullpen? And what could that look like at this point in the offseason and what's available? Uh, let's start with that. Sure. Yeah, I think the big thing right now, the Angels, their top priority is adding uh, some relief help. Uh, they don't really have a set closer. They don't have to necessarily get a closer in free agency, but at least a couple uh, arms that could really slide in that bullpen and really help them. Especially a left-hander would really uh, be a nice piece. Uh, you know, they did trade Jose Alvarez to the Phillies. Uh, he, he had a good year last year as a lefty, so a little bit light on left-handed options. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a priority. That you know, according to reports, uh, they've had some talks with the Giants about. Uh, Will Smith or Tony Watson. Um, there are there are also lefties out there too on the market that could make some sense as well. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to go after a, a, a big time closer, but I think in terms of lefties, you know, Oliver Perez, much as he's older, he's actually put together some pretty good years. Same with Tony Sip. Um, you know, Justin Wilson's a guy that's been around for a long time. Um, and then there's some former closers, guys coming off rough years, but could be bounce back guys like Boxberger. Uh, Cody Allen and Sergio Romo coming off actually a pretty good year as an opener slash closer. So there are some guys out there um, that could make some sense. So I, I do think by the time we get to spring training, uh, there'll be at least one of that bullpen, if not two. And I'd expect at least one that's going to be a left-hander and possibly one, two, uh, who could maybe fill in with, as a closer because this team right now is going to kind of have a little bit of a close committee, as we talked about before. Uh, they don't really have that set closer. They've kind of got three or four guys that they think can do it, but – at the same time, they don't really have a, a big veteran piece in that uh, open right now. Charlie Hess has a question. Um, any chance that Bill Adler pulls a rabbit out of his hat and signs, uh, of course, Yasmani Grandal, who is now a Milwaukee Brewer, so that's out. But he also wants to know about Dallas Keuchel. Um, and uh, any chance? I mean, did you think that the Angels would have any interest in Dallas Keuchel? I, I thought early in the offseason they did. You know, they definitely had interest in him. I think now would be more of a surprise. You know, it was they kind of went with more of the lottery ticket one-year guys. Uh, the Matt Harvey and, and Trevor Cahill signings instead of getting a guy a multiple year kind of guy that's a little bit more dependable in, in terms of Keuchel. Um, I just think at this point it'd be a little bit of a surprise just because um, they've already addressed their rotation enough to kind of fill in at least some of their needs uh, to go along with, you know, they have Haney and they have Skaggs and they liked what Barry did as a rookie last year, but they can definitely use another starter and Keuchel I think would be a great fit, you know, ground ball pitcher, lefty, um, durable, I think I think it would make a lot of sense. I just think at this point, I don't think it's probably as likely. You can't fully rule it out, too, and you never know. Some of these guys know what they're looking for, looking for four or five-year deals. At this point, maybe this late in offseason, it might not happen. I mean, I think I was very surprised to see, you know, Yasmani Grandal only get that one-year deal. Um, that was, I think, around the league, I think people were surprised. So who knows? If Keiko's price comes down, you can't rule it out. But I think if he wants his four or five years, 
Uh, at this point, I'm not sure I see the Angels doing that. Yeah, I don't see a lot of teams doing that. It just seems so risky. Um, David Lee uh, had a question that a lot of um, very astute fans have, which is asking questions about some of the young guys that they want to see sort of break into the big leagues. And um, David would like to know if you think that Griffin Canning or any of the young players break in at the start of the season. Yeah, it was a good question. And I think I had another one I didn't get to, but Joe Adele is also something that people love to ask about. And I do think that Griffin Canning has a really good chance. I mean, last year, pretty amazing. Uh, his first year in pro ball gets all the way up to AAA the way that he did. Um, great stuff, good strikeout rate. Uh, you know, comes from a good pedigree, pitched at UCLA. Um, I, I think that this year he'll probably start the year at AAA, possibly AA if they want to start him back a little bit slower. But either way, I mean, you're, you're one step away from the big leagues at that point. I, I think the Angels ideally would love for – Canning to develop a little bit more in the minors and have him maybe join the rotation later in the year. Um, but, you know, things don't go to plan. We know this Angels rotation has had a lot of injury concerns in the past. And really, even right now, even, even adding Harvey and Cahill, they're not exactly guys that have gone 200 innings uh, in any recent years at all. So you got to figure that he's going to be up there at some point. He's, he's definitely their top starting pitcher um, uh, prospect in terms of, uh, you know, guys they'd love to see up there. Um, and I, I do think that Joe Adele is another guy as an outfielder that we could see you know, late in the late in the year, um, same thing. He'll probably start at Double A. Uh, got there last year as a 19 year old, which is amazing. As a uh, you know, guy as a five tool player. So, I think those are the two ones the fans are very excited about. Top two prospects, um, and I do think that we'll see a, a good chance at least we can see uh, either one of them later year. I think Canning's more likely than than Adele at this point. But if Adele continues on that track, uh, he could be a September call up uh, at the very least. So it's going to be exciting to kind of see uh, some of these young pieces because they really have done a better job in recent years of revamping a revamping a farm system was truthfully the worst in baseball for a couple of years. And now it's become uh, much better now over the last uh, few years because of some good drafts. Yeah, that's very encouraging. And you have to have those good drafts and, and make good use of your high standing in the order um, in order to kind of fix things a little bit. Um, so what do you think? I mean, realistically, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but just, you know, looking at where the angels were, so 1882 uh, and 2018, um, I mean, realistically, what kind of improvement, you know, you, you've, you've looked at this roster, you see like who's mo- mostly got a pretty good chance of being on the 25 man when camp breaks. So what kind of improvement can you do see this team realistically being able to have taking into consideration what some of the other teams, the AL West have also done? Yeah, it's a great question. And one I'll kind of, you know, I was my first year in the beat. I'm still doing a lot of research. I certainly know enough about the team play enough and have been, you know, reading and doing my due diligence on all of it. But I, I think that there's some, Definitely a room for improvement in the rotation for sure. If they can stay healthy, I do think that Andrew Haney and uh, Haney and uh, Skaggs can definitely step up and be better pitchers this year. I don't know if I see Harvey taking much of a step forward, but if you can even give him some innings at a league average ERA, that would really help. Um, so I do think that their pitching could be better. Their offense should be better too with, you know, Cozart, if he can stay healthy. Last year, that was a big blow for him to get hurt. Uh, I'm curious to see what they end up doing with Cole Calhoun. He had a better second half and he continued to, you know, be better this year because his first half last year uh, was obviously terrible. So he's got to um, really improve there. So it's still a lot of what if so. This isn't a team that, you know, is on paper a 90 win team or anything like that. This is a team that probably on paper is a, a 500 ish team. If things break right, they could win up to 90 games and be a wildcard contender. But if things don't break right, you know, they could be even less than that. So, uh, yeah, but always, always the big help the angels is it's nice to always have uh mike trout on your roster he's uh you know the best player in the game so that, that definitely adds to your win total uh quite a bit you know losing otani as a pitcher certainly hurts uh you got to hope that he can play a lot and uh you know as a dh and provide a lot of that power and, and even his speed as a, as a runner so as we know 
season isn't over yet, so they could, you know, make a couple uh, moves here and improve that bullpen. I do think there's some some room there definitely for improvement because, like I said, there's no real closer. So, um, to me, it's one of those teams where it could go either way. If I had to peg them now, I'd say they're probably a 83-win team as currently constructed, but uh, even that, you never know. I mean, it's, there's a lot, of, a lot of ifs on that team and a lot of health concerns. Um, a lot of the rotation guys have all had health concerns. So, if they can stay healthy, that would be huge, but you never know. It's always kind of that gamble with the kind of guys they have. Yeah, no, I think that if their rotation can stay healthy, I think they can be a contender at that division. But that's, uh, it's yet to happen. Yeah. I say that yeah. every year, and it has, yeah. it's yet to happen. So, okay. Well, thank you so much. Thanks to everybody for listening to MLB Extras, the Los Angeles Angels edition. And we will talk to you next time.